0: We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Are you ready for the queen mother of data points? It'll be here Friday before you know it. Welcome to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. I am Paul Vigna. So I am Stephen Grosser. And it just felt like,
1: uh, you know, it was, what, a couple of days ago, right, that we had the jobs report, but now it, it it's does. a month. No, it, it feels really... like so.
0: I miss it so much. It feels like so much longer than the a month The sarcasm just drips off you, that Paul. That wasn't sarcasm. I no, get excited for the I meant it. I, meant jobs it. I love the jobs report. But... Uh, Big calendar this week, a lot going on to help us talk about it. We have from Washington D.C. Wall Street Journal reporter Eric Morath, Daily Shot columnist Lev Borodovsky. Gentlemen, how are you?
2: Very well, thanks uh, for having me.
0: Great. Uh, okay, well. let's 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 start with Eric. Uh, we know what the biggest, <laughs> most important thing is next week, so why don't we just should we jump right to it?
1: Yeah, this is a change for you too. Usually, you like to hold off, but let's go. I like go. to build a little let's
2: drama. Go, but... Let's
1: go right into the jobs right. report.
2: Yeah, I mean, the jobs report, uh, always the most closely watched of the month. Uh, and, you know, we're expecting 180,000 jobs to be added, So it would be just the slightest uh, tick down from the prior month. But uh, I'll say that 180,000, I think, is the default answer for economists. Yeah, I was going to say. So, so I would say, as so far as job growth, more the same. Uh, the, the other numbers, I think, are maybe a little more interesting. Uh, the expectation is the unemployment rate would tick down back to 4.3%. So we'd be back to a near uh, a 16. Year low, so of course you'd expect that that would cause a surge in in wages. Uh, haven't had that happen yet, but interestingly enough, uh, the expectation is at least for slightly firmer wage growth uh, in July. I probably would want to see that continue for like three months before I made a deal out of it. But um, you know, you got to start somewhere.
0: Well, I what guess. You, and, and, oh, sorry. Let's get left here. You know, what would slightly firmer wage growth look like? And and what do we really want to see? You stole my uh, question. Did I? I'm yeah. sorry. Well, at least we're on the same you know wavelength. Uh, Lev, what do you make of that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the consensus is, what, 180K right now? And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, that would be a strong number if it comes out that way. Um, all indicators point to that being the case. Uh, we've had several uh, indices, uh, such as the ones from... Um, uh, the conference board showing, you know, jobs, uh, plenty, of, plenty of jobs out there or, or jobs hard to get. Those indicators point to ongoing strengthening in, in the labor market. So um, expecting a, a good number. Wages is, is the key, right? Everybody's going to be watching that, that figure.
1: What when we're talking slightly firmer, uh, Eric, and maybe you you know what the, the sort of expectations are? What are we looking at? Um, you, we've been sort of stuck in that 2.5, two point five, two point you know seven range. For a while now,
2: as opposed to a two-tenths increase, which we've seen uh, pretty much every month, uh, a three-tenths increase from the month before. But really, yeah, annual is the better way to look at this. We've been stuck at a two and a half percent growth rate for wages essentially for 18 months. If you saw that start moving closer to three, um, you know that would really be a firmer indication of a tighter labor market and would potentially have some implications uh, for inflation as well.
1: The other the other big question is the implications for the Fed. Um, I'm assuming what we're expecting, if it keeps in that 180, wages sort of tick up a little bit. That keeps them pretty much on pace to maybe in September start reducing the balance sheet and then another uh, rate increase this year, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean they signaled pretty strongly uh, yes. recently that <laughs> the plan. Um, But, uh, you know, if you don't mind moving around the calendar a little bit, we do get some new uh, inflation data and it's their favorite inflation gauge, the uh, PCE index. That's uh, Tuesday, right? On Tuesday. So uh, that would be a chance to to take a little look uh, where things stand. And now the GDP uh, report, which just came out, that had some inflation data and man, did it look weak. I mean, it was like three tenths of a percent annualized uh, for the second quarter. So it's the inflation is really not not there, um, and then you know when you're talking about you need to see some firmer wage inflation and that trickle down. That's going to take some time to translate. But I, I mean, I can't imagine if if we have an unemployment rate near a 16 year low that the Fed's going to be like, oh, we better hold off, right? I think they're going to keep the well forecast plan in place. Well,
1: you also saw you saw in the sort of the statement from the Fed uh, earlier uh, last or mid last week. You saw. The markets really focus on the change in language around inflation why I guess Lev you can jump in here what was what about that language sort of got you know made the markets think that the Fed could be more dovish than expected
3: uh, there's a couple of items there the, the fact is they're watching it initially you know they said it was uh, sort of idiosyncratic factors that caused this decline uh, you know drug prices hospital costs and and telecom services, right, that those were the, the things that they blamed the low inflation on. All of a sudden, they see other sectors starting to, uh, you know, move lower. There's one factor, however, that, that may change this whole picture of low inflation, and that is the dollar. The dollar is weaker, uh, quite significantly weaker, and continues to weaken. If that happens... You're going to see things like import prices starting to rise, and that will start feeding into inflation figures sometime in the fall. Uh, so that's something to watch. But for now, if you look at what the market is expecting for the third rate hike this year, it's just a little bit over 40%. It's not even—it's even, uh, even odds.
1: Um, what else are you looking at? I mean, I know we have some uh, ISM data, both manufacturing and service sector.
2: Yeah, I mean, I th- the ISM I think is is interesting to watch, just because we've been talking about how these survey based data, you know, have been outperforming uh, the the broader economy. Really, the GDP and jobs numbers actually look exactly like they did last year, uh, but the ISMs are way up, and some of these other other surveys are way up. So the expectation is for both for services uh, and which which is out Tuesday or excuse me manufacturing is out Tuesday services out Thursday uh, slight cooling. So does that mean the, that there's been some frustration about uh, what's going on in Washington? Uh, perhaps. Uh, you know, certainly here in here in the Beltway, um, the drumbeat among the business lobby for okay, let's just dump healthcare and move on to tax reform, like right now, guys, is is getting pretty loud. Um, so there's definitely the the tone has changed a little bit from we're really excited that we're going to have a chance to to take care of some of these pieces of business to right. w- let's get on it yeah.
1: what about like the other interesting one comes at the end of the week uh, on friday as well and mm-hmm. you know the jobs reports going to get all the attention but given the amount since the election we've talked about trade we're going to get uh, new data out on uh you know international trade which should give us an idea of the u.s trade deficit what are we, what's the sort of general trend there
2: well, uh, yeah, we're expecting the narrowing of the trade deficit again. And, and inside those GDP numbers, uh, surprise, surprise, trade has benefited the U.S. economy the last uh, two months or two quarters uh, in terms of, of adding to economic growth. That's a turnaround. As Liv mentioned, I think it's uh, a lot to do with the dollar. Um, you know, when the dollar's high, it's hard to, to sell your products overseas. And if that's reversing, um, we're seeing an uptick in exports. And, I, and we'll be watching to see if that trend continues in June.
1: One of the I, just a data point on the dollar I'd like to throw out there because on Friday we put out a you know a post on MoneyBeat that that said according to IMF the dollar is the second most overvalued after the so- Saudi Arabian currency uh, wow. currency in the world. Just a little factoid for you.
0: I'm surprised they didn't say after Bitcoin. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, no it's, it's nice they didn't take a shot at Bitcoin it's, or it's, any of know, the cryptocurrencies, impressive. right? Or any of them, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, two things I would quickly mention uh, to keep an eye out for on Tuesday: you get motor vehicle sales, the monthly auto sales numbers, and on Thursday you get the chain store sales numbers. Uh, you know, reads into what the consumer is doing. Auto sales people think those have peaked. Be interesting to see if those come down and go back up. And, and chain, yeah, you know, I mean, it's funny. Chain stores. It's almost. It used to be a great read into what the consumer was doing. Now it's more of a read into how bad Amazon is crushing, you know, brick and mortar. But keep an eye on those two reports I would just point those out also to keep an eye out for
3: yeah certainly the auto uh, yeah. number people are expecting the thing to stabilize uh there's some stories about potentially used car prices starting to stabilize and pick up mm-hmm. um and that should that should provide some support for uh new auto sales because you know if with really low used car prices people just went and bought used cars rather than... Right, right. And that's a a very important part of sort of the U.S. manufacturing push.
0: Yeah. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. We are previewing the economic calendar. You are listening to Money Beat from The Wall Street Journal. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Follow the Wall Street Journal on your favorite podcast app. Search WSJ on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and any Amazon Alexa device. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Money Beats Week Ahead. Uh, Paul and Stephen here in the studio, joined on the phone by Lev Borovdowski, who is the columnist, does the, the Daily Shot. Where, where on WSJ.com can you find the Daily Shot? Growth? Well,
1: he, he has his own blog. He does have his own blog. So you can go yes. there. You can also go to the email center and sign up for his email, okay. which is the same. And can, you know what? Well, how many how many charts do you average a day? 40, 50?
3: Oh yeah, I wish it was. <laughs> it's got <laughs> to about uh, seventy these days. Oh wow, wow! wow. <laughs> yeah. So
0: literally every chart you could want, you can get in Lev's Daily Shot. Just go sign up for it. And we also joined by Heard on the Street columnist Miriam Gottfried. Miriam, how are you?
4: Doing well. Good to be here.
0: All right. So earnings. A, earnings are rolling on. Oh God, putting the earnings calendar together really it its is—it—it—it it, it sucks. Because there are so many companies, are you allowed to say that on the podcast?
1: I don't know. Do we well, need to bleep well, Tony can bleep it out if you have to. Um, uh, it, no, it's, it's a pain. It it's is, a pain. It's it a huge
0: is. earnings calendar this week, headlined by.
1: Well, I was just going to say just some headline numbers first. Oh, I'm before sorry. Before we get sorry, into the yes. headlines, fifty-seven percent of companies reported their earnings growth rate is uh, you know set to finish at nine point one. If you blend it with. Who's reporting That's the who final hasn't. projection? Yeah, yeah it's 9.1%, okay. although that likely will continue to rise a bit. Um, and uh, interestingly... Who's your
0: source on those numbers?
1: Fact set. Okay. Um, and uh, w- interestingly, 73% of the companies that are reporting are beating um, the sales uh, expectations for them. That so, doesn't impress me. Well, that is well above... How f- well? That's f- good. Four that's year, not well.
0: ...for your average of that's, 55%. That's solid. I don't... Th- who's your source on those numbers? Fact set. Hmm. All right. Uh, who's the big headline this week, folks? Do I even... 56%. Even the- that was wrong. Apple. Apple. Apple reporting on Tuesday. Uh, let's see. Do we think they'll earn a profit? I is think Apple, they might. Is Apple a profitable They'll company? earn a
4: few dollars a share yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, they will make billions of dollars. Yes. I mean, their net their net income will be... May not be double-digit billions. It'll be... Of
1: the real question, though, is, is will investors actually care all that much about right. what their earnings are? Because with Apple, especially right now, as so they're gearing up for the, new, the launch of the new iPhone, is they're going to be looking, paying attention to that. I mean, that's really the focus uh, in terms of what the stock's going to be doing.
4: Yeah, we're expecting a launch sometime in September, but it's kind of unclear when the device itself will actually go on sale. H- whatever happens, it's going to be, you know. A, there's a lot riding on it. this Apples stock has risen a ton just on expectations for what this device is going to mm-hmm. be It's supposed to be more revolutionary than last year's, which was sort of incremental
1: and the, and I think there are a lot of questions too I mean, as you point out. Like the, what the launch date is, you know, there's been sort of rumors about delays and things like that. Like, you know, so there's questions there. And also, um, I think, you know, investors will be wanting to know, like, is Apple going to be opening plants in the U.S.?
4: Yeah, I was going to say that is the other big question. Uh, President Trump said Apple has pledged to open four plants in yeah. the U.S., but Apple so far has not said anything about that.
1: And then there's also just the service business, other than the iPhone. I mean, the iPhone the every, you know, is everything for Apple, but it, 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 the service business and how it's growing, I think, is increasingly people something people like or pay attention to and like to see grow.
4: Steady stream of cash yeah. flows.
0: Uh, and then, okay, who else is there? Else, else We've well, we we got, got, got a few big the, media the, companies, the and that's it. where
1: you know we can sort of let Miriam take the lead on that.
0: <laughs>
4: uh, so we have Time Warner, and we have Viacom. The thing about Time Warner, which I was saying to you, Steve, earlier, is that really more people care about when is this deal with AT&T going to close than what Time Warner is going to say in its earnings. Um, that said, there will be some, you know, there's always like questions about how the advertising business is doing, yeah. how are affiliate fees, how are, how are, what's the health of the pay TV industry. And as the first big media company to report, that will be something that people are looking at. Um, and, you know, if they by chance do say anything about, um, the merger, that would be interesting too. I don't know that they will. Um, I do know that HBO has been doing really well. They have, um, cable consolidation has been really good for them basically because they had some partners who were not as, um, cooperative or not as interested in pushing HBO and now they've kind of gotten... All their ducks in a row with that, and more cable providers and other pay TV providers are more interested in y- selling HBO as an add on for skinny bundles wow. and that
0: kind of thing. And they had, I mean, the, the Game of Thrones this season is doing huge numbers.
4: Oh, yeah, huge. <laughs> Paul, Paul's our resident <laughs> TV expert. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and <laughs> I mean, sci fi and fantasy. It's, just, yeah. and
0: it's doing very yeah. super big hero. numbers. I mean, yeah. I, mean and I know it's. You know, I mean, it's one show on one network that is one part of it's the company. It's a very important show, though. Yeah. But it it's is. a very important show, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, a little. what will be interesting, too, is AMC Networks reports this week also... Which happens to air a, a popular show. And,
1: and someone's written a book about a show that appears on that, right? I well. was not
0: bringing up AMC so you could plug the book, Grocer. But thank you very much, Guts. It'll <laughs> be out October 3rd. Uh, <laughs> but no, it'll be interesting to see. That's another network, it's a basic cable network yeah. that has in The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead and this franchise of zombies one of the most popular valuable franchises on television it would be interesting to see what those numbers translate into
4: the difference with AMC and and HBO is AMC really at this point has one franchise and the problem right. with that is that it leaves it very vulnerable right. and so we you know this relates to other media news that we've seen recently which is the talks around um buying scripts mm-hmm. um discovery is now in talks to buy scripts viacom was also in talks, It seems like Discovery's the one that sort of won out. Um, but consolidation among these smaller networks could be a theme going forward. I've written about this for a long time and it f- may finally be happening, but it definitely makes sense. It makes strategic sense. And that we'll see what Viacom says about that on their earnings uh, call if they say anything about why they were considering a deal with Scripps or why they might aban- have abandoned a deal with Scripps.
1: Um, Lev, I'd love to bring you in right now because at the end of last week, last Thursday, we had a bit of a a blip, a little bit of volatility in the tech sector. Is there anything significant investors should be concerned about after you know tech rose you know over twenty percent this year, doubled the S and P five hundred um, earnings? I mean, is this a warning sign for investors, or you know, should is this just going to be a little bit of a pullback? Uh, and By the dip and the markets, mar- uh, the tech sector continues to march higher.
3: There's uh, definitely jitters um, on, at the macro level. Um, you know, the uh, performance of the tech sector has been tremendous, and um, uh, there are concerns about uh, you know some pullbacks. Obviously, we saw a little bit of that with with Amazon. Um, but um, in general, there's so much money on the side just waiting to come in that kind of missed the rally. And so if you look at the kind of the thing um, baskets, you know, Facebook, you know Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google, that, that group um, continues to outperform, and, uh, you know, people keep pulling money into that. So that there should be a floor um, under that, but... Uh definitely jitters, uh, and it wasn't only the tech sector, it was the transportation sector that also got hit hard. You know, look at the Southwest Airlines and so on. Um, and, you know, there the, the will be these, particularly in August, when when the market thins out a bit, there will be these blips, uh, which could, you know, could exacerbate volatility.
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely saw, I mean, that was what's interesting, is you saw a similar thing, I think it was on June 9th, happen where, you know, all of a sudden, just in the afternoon, tech took a two percent fall, and there was no real news, and you know, no one really understood. Except
4: for a story that I wrote that came out that day. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Are you taking?
4: <laughs> what, what was the story? So, Did you take I didn't. The I don't take credit for it, but I do know that some people blamed me for.
3: It. Now, well, now you got to tell the story. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, the Wall well, that's Street Journal. It takes right. Yeah. It takes, it takes a you know a story like that. Yeah to some jitters.
4: we also had a front page story on on the journal um, about Fang that day I believe um, and but you know I think anytime stocks are at these kind of multiples anytime they've run up this much they're super risky yeah. it takes like a feather to knock them over yeah. and that's the point that I consistently try to make in my columns when I'm talking about you know stocks trading at really high valuations.
3: That's an you know, my, my, asymmetric, asymmetric uh, profile, right? My, my,
0: yeah. My pet theory about that Thursday sell-off is that that happened around the same time as the GOP released its tax plan, which was really just a broad set of principles, which was really, and it was, it, it was, it was smaller in scale than what they had originally been talking about. And I, I personally think that, and I don't have time to really dig into this, but I, I think you had a lot of expectations that. These tech companies, some of which have hundreds of billions of dollars in overseas money, were going to get this tax holiday and bring the money back and be a big dividend to the holders. So part of the run-up this year was on that. When that tax plan came out on Thursday and seemed to be smaller in scope, that started some selling. And like you talked about, because there have been so many bets on one side of this thing, it started a little little bit of panic selling. I don't know i mean yeah, i 'm not, not disagreeing I wrong, with you but-
1: I, I mean I just think there're like there are probably a lot of different things and small sort of things in the market i mean I, I, we were talking about that, and you brought that up you know on Thursday um, there was also sort of the you know sort of the idea that the transport and the diversion and the transports you know sort of made you know investors nervous, and so they started t- taking off some of their winning bets would be tech I think that, you know that certainly probably you know. May get you know just added to the jittery situation, but I think there, like I think there's probably just a number of sort of factors that caused. I
4: mean, with Facebook, take Facebook and Amazon, Facebook reported a great quarter, but it, it takes a lot more to impress people when you're Facebook these days. And it was kind of like, okay, they didn't have any big thing to report, and the entire analyst call was focused on when are you yeah. guys going to start monetizing Messenger. Because people are looking for what's right. going to be what's the next m- leg m- of yeah. growth yeah. 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 to yeah. to have this company grow into its valuation, and, right. and,
1: and I would just real quickly point out, like both Facebook and Amazon last week crossed five hundred billion, a half a trillion dollars. Like uh, yeah. you know, in the summer of two thousand sixteen, I believe, or uh, I believe it was sixteen, they were at three hundred and fifty. So I mean, right. it just shows it the climb that yeah. these companies yeah. have had.
0: Uh, Tanya's giving us the wrap up yeah. sign there. We got to get out of the studio and make way for other. Wall Street Journal reporters. Miriam Lev, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And everyone, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. For more insights, enable the Wall Street Journal skill on any device with Amazon Alexa. Get all of our podcasts, as well as the latest news and market updates. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously.